I don't, did you, I don't know, like, do you, there, she's out there. You're the Florida version of Sex in the City, JB. That's when I was smoking my cigar. <laughs> don't be an asshole today. So we got Nick ready to rock and roll, the pride wrap up. Hey. hey, how are you? Oh, <laughs> Look at I that. You. Not much has been going on with me. Um, I'm taking a little break from work because I wanted to see y'all so much. So I'm really excited to see y'all. Oh, same. Are, yeah, super excited. Nick Austin of the Colorado Nick Austins. Um, <laughs> it's a it's a I expressly asked you to be here for a little pride wrap up you know it's been a long summer yes. festivals and films and parades and parties and people uh just throughout I mean we started in June right yeah we started in June and sure we're like kicking like right through August here. <laughs> so what's your pride season been like? Oh, it's been so busy. You know, yeah. mostly it's been busy with work, but um, because what I do is I write a lot of articles about different pride campaigns and trying to raise awareness for different pride themed things. And um, so my whole summer has been filled with a lot of pride. Um, and then Denver Pride happened at the end of June, so that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and nothing, nothing too crazy happened, which was good because you know we've been hearing so many things that had happened, you know, yeah. over the summer. So, you know, it was great. I really enjoyed it. Oh, that's that's fantastic. We yeah, we did a little West Palm beaching at the end mm -hmm. of March. I didn't do. Uh, we did here in England nothing none um because we we really haven't had like a a, a hot summer you know mm -hmm. it's been so mild I mean I mean there's days where it's like 68 you know have you oh. used your air conditioner yet have you even used it <laughs> not really like not in a I mean I use it if it's like a super sunny day and mm -hmm. I'm cooking like I, I can feel things like kind of heating up a little bit and I'll turn it on because it kind of shoots straight into the kitchen. So I can mm -hmm. literally still use my oven in the summer and that is joy. Um, but I think tomorrow might be the first day that I get to really test it out because it's going to be 78 tomorrow. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which means that the house will probably be like two degrees warmer from the sun beating on it. Finally, you'll get to yeah. use it. <laughs> I'm kind of excited. And then after that, it's the next day is like 77. And then we could drop back down to 71, 70, 72. So it's really weird that like, you know, we really have not had like a summer something. The hottest day I can recall was the day we had our, our pride kickoff backyard garden party. You know, it was like 85 and it, you know, all during the day. And then as soon as the sun went down, it just cooled off and it was like a perfect evening. 
Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it worked out. It worked out really, really yeah. good. You know, and the thing of it is, is like we, if I would have went to a couple of different pride fests, but like Brighton pride, it rained really bad. It was, it was terrible. So that wasn't even an option. And some of the more local ones, I don't hear about them until the day of, you know, I don't hear about like Crawley or Croydon or, you know, um, some of the places that are nearby that it would be fun to go to. I don't really know about, I, there was no place that they were listed and I just didn't know until the day of or after the fact. So, you know, whatever. It's, it just is what it is. We could celebrate pride this way with all of us. That's <laughs> with all true. Of us, you know? <laughs> and I feel like the pride party was was pretty fun. Like that was, we just had like a bunch of queers in the garden and tons of rosé and, and munchies and, you know, just perfect, perfect company. And, you know, we put a tarp up. We had fairy lights everywhere. And it was just, uh, it was perfect. So that was, that was literally my pride. <laughs> that sounds nice though. Yeah. Not to mention like we've had some great guests, you know, mm-hmm. like from, from the start of this, we've had great business people and actors and, and uh, you know, producers and, and music people. And it's just, you know, comedians. It, so we really did have some, some good shows, you know. And I, I noticed that you have been on threads quite a bit, mister. Yeah, I um, finally decided to cave in and check it out. Not a lot going on there, unfortunately. Feels weird. Like, I don't, I still don't know if hashtags are a thing. I don't I, think they are. I don't think they are, but I don't know how you engage with people without asking dumb questions, you know? Well, is yeah, a new a new search search engine. Should I know about Threads? Not so. I made you sign up. I did. <laughs> did I sign up for it? Oh my god! What, should I be doing something on it? <laughs> she's she's I great. I think I've seen JD on Threads. This is a disappointment in Denise's. Just, you don't tweet you don't post i you know, remember now all she when does it, is facebook and instagram that's it instagram well you're but not missing out the, threads. isn't that where my people are or not really i i don't know i i can't really i can't make heads or tails of threads i really can't it seems like really good for brands you know like dunkin donuts and taco bell and furniture companies and grocery stores and you know, and TV channels and, and and stuff like that. Like, I feel like they're the ones that are getting the most out of it. But, you know, I don't know how to engage people to get them to follow you. Like, it's very strange. It um, is. It's like, how do you find people when you're looking for common interests, you know? Like it imported everybody that I follow on Instagram because it's... Yeah that's the basis of the app is through Instagram. So it imported everybody that I follow, but not everybody has signed up yet, you know? So I don't understand why I'm seeing a lot of what I'm seeing because it's not people that I follow. So again, it must be based on the algorithm that I created when I started following people on Instagram. So it's just, I don't know, it feels, 
it feels like there's an absolute lack of control. <laughs> I better start working it, Denise. Uh, I'll get on there. I'll start okay. working. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> I still Bad. think that, yeah, I get most of my instant news on, on, on the X app. You know, I don't. So hard to trust that now though, because it's like, what is considered, you know, um, authentic. Verified. Yeah. Verified yeah, yeah. anymore. Yeah. Very weird. I, you know, it's this, it, I, I stand by the people that I've always followed when it comes to politics. Yeah. And, you know, that's pretty much what I go by, but I'm not, I have definitely not followed anybody new at all. You know, it's actually so, interesting because, um, you know, I have seen a lot of new stuff on threads. Actually, I, most of what my feed is are like, political news stories from AP and New York Times and stuff like that yeah. and political commentators and you know it's interesting getting the news from that source instead of you know Twitter anymore yeah mm -hmm. yeah it's very weird it is it's a it's a I swear I just feel like this these are strange times we're living in oh, the gosh, planet's yeah. on fire you know <laughs> there's a writer's strike I can't I I am so um that's what my Instagram is filled with. Just pictures of oh, yeah. on the street. <laughs> yeah. With their signs. So I know the actors, all the writers, yeah. everyone involved. What do you all think of that? I think it's disgusting the way studio executives are handling it. I really do. I was fired up at at uh, Fran Drescher's speech. Yeah. Man, that got me fired up, man. And and then, you know, I think about all my friends you know, that are in that business, whether it's behind the scenes or in front of the cameras or writing. And I just feel for them. Like, I feel so awful for them to see some of the things that the studio executives have said about, you know, we'll wait it out, you know, pretty soon they'll lose their homes. They'll go back to work. And it's just like, oh my God, like that yeah. is brutal. So yeah, I feel it, 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 it's, um, you know, I, I, when I interviewed Michelle Benila, um, again, one of those actresses that's just in everything. She's in like 911 Lone Star. She's the boss of the call center. She, um, you know, she's just in everything. She was in Castle. She was in NCIS, you know, all kinds of stuff. But um, she is one of the um, local leaders, you know, one of the, the union reps. And I look at the stuff that, you know, I really read what she's, you know, putting out there. And I... Um, you know, I understand it more, you know, because A, I trust her, you know, B, it's not propaganda and C, I mean, this is her livelihood. So I get most of my news about what's going on through her and her posts, you know, but I noticed that um, this guy I used to love that would, that, did you ever watch Ryan Murphy's first show popular? You know that I've, Went back and I watched um, Nip Tuck, but I didn't go back that far to popular, but I've heard of it. Yeah, it was, it was, you know, typical high school stuff, the the blondes versus the brunettes kind of thing and the jocks and all that. Um, but there, there was a guy on that, Chris Gorham, and he was also in a, a couple of shows. Yeah, um, I've heard of them. Right? Yeah. And he's now... Um, they're, he's trying to get voted in too to be like a union rep or whatever so yeah it's like all oh, my favorites are doing the work man they're doing the work 
Well, yeah, you know, the strike, it's for those actors, you know, those actors that, you know, are behind this, who are in the scenes, but they're not at the front of the scene and doing that work every day. And they're not getting paid anything. You know, their residuals are nothing of what they're getting. So, so true. All power to them. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Nick. Oh, no, (laughs) I was done. Yeah. Like, I don't think, I don't, first of all, I don't think I know probably enough about it to really speak too much, you know, with, with a lot of knowledge. But what I understand of it is like, it's the same thing like with the music business. There are people, a very small percentage of people that make all the money. I'm And like, that's like the, the executives aside. I'm talking about the artists, the, yeah. the actors, like, okay, you're going to get your people that are making millions of dollars. But then the, the strike really, I think, is really like what you said, Nick, to represent the people that don't, they hardly get paid anything. But the people, when they hear from Fran Drescher, people are not sympathizing because they're saying, well, they have so much money. What are they complaining about all the money they make? And I saw a meme where someone was right. Someone wrote like, really, you get paid to write from a person who's a freelancer that doesn't get paid to write at all, you know, except by the job and not like the people that write for the television shows that make, again, the small percentage that make the money. But I think like, you're right, the executives who aren't the talent are making the most of it because they're the ones putting it all together. But then, you know, I, I also think they're not giving new people a chance either. Like you keep seeing the same movies made over and over again. They same, are remaking yeah, same directors, same studios. Yeah, uh, pur- the color purple. It's like an Oprah. Yeah, and Denzel Washington. I forget who the other people were. It was like a star-studded group of people remaking that movie. I was at the movies this weekend, and I'm like, oh, this looks like a great movie, but it kind of looks like something that I already saw. And at the end, it says the color purple. And I went to my friend, what is it? Like, does anybody ever do anything new? Because they don't want to do anything new because they they know they're, they're going to do the tried and true. But it's yeah. not giving the new writers a chance with new ideas to come in with anything. I mean, I don't know if that's, I know I'm not saying anything from the perspective of the money part of it and the people getting paid, except like what you mentioned, Nick, it's the people that aren't getting and not and have not been getting the money all along that are, that they really need to be speaking for. And are they really going to make a difference if they're striking because they, you know, they're doing it. Sometimes people do it just to, just to get on screen. They'll be the extra and they'll, well, yeah, but you think about this, JD. It's like even headliners, you know, aren't working because of the strike. Right. So in solidarity, that's what's gonna what's gonna right. You know, that's true. Yeah, but um, you know, I think I've I've seen some some big faces out there. You know, I really have. Adam Sandler was out there, and you know. so, you know, that makes me feel good because they're not sitting back and letting the little guys do the work. True. That's you know? true. That's kind of like what I notice more and more on uh, Instagram, you know, and, and uh, you know, I think the thing of it is, is it, it's not going to have an effect until they start regurgitating shit because they've got nothing new. Right. You know? Right. 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 That are unhappy. 
actors that aren't working, writers that aren't working, studios that are literally doing nothing, you know, and, um, you know, it's that's that's when it'll break because it seems new and fresh right now. And it's right. like, what you know, what is this even doing? You know, but yeah. until there's nothing new and there's all, exactly. you know, repeats on TV, that's going to really, you know, no huge, um, well done, money backed blockbusters, you know, so that's it, true. And, and thank God Barbie got in at the tail end, right? I think you're right. Yeah, Maybe there could be a shift where everyone at the top of the food food chain could kind of re maybe they could just do, do a whole redirection of everything and the money that's in the pie and split that pie a little bit better well there's you know? the, there's it's pretty layered right like they're worried about ai technology right true know, i get that yeah, and, don't get me started um, on that mm, i know and you know i guess like the the thing that i think about now is is this does this crack studios into making more indie films? You know, right. they all become a Lionsgate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, all, yeah. You know, will they all start looking at indie scripts now um, and giving them the attention they they so badly deserve mm -hmm. um, because of the of the money issues, the money problems. True. You know? That's true. Yeah. But yeah, they've been able to get a lot of SAG waivers um, to continue on indie productions because they're able to pay their talent and their crew fairly. And it's just like, why can't the big studios do that? And yeah. you know, they've yeah. released the information of how much these top executives have been making year to year. Right. And the ask of how much it would to you know, bring everyone back to the table is nothing compared to how much they make. It's just, right. it's crazy. It's sickening. It's actually yeah. sick. Yeah. yeah. It's brutal. It's going to be, you know, uh, a rough next year, I think, you yeah. know, when, when they run out of everything that's done and it's in post, right. you know, right. there's a lot of rules that go along with this. Like actors, they can't promote it. They can't walk the red carpet. They can't do interviews. Wow. They can't post about it. I mean, there's literally nothing they can do to promote anything. So even if a movie is done and in post and then it goes into cinemas, you're not going to hear anything about it, you know? <laughs> so you're not going to see commercials. You're not, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's true. Yeah. And you know, also I, I've noticed that, uh, I don't know if it was always like this and I just never noticed, but most of the time when you see a new series or you see a movie out um, that has a starring actor in it, usually they're one of the executive producers or if it's a group of actors, they're putting their money up for these projects, you know, also like it's not, I don't think it probably was like that in the old days, you know, like I, I like when I say old days, I mean, I don't know how far back you go. I, I, I don't know when you saw so many of the actors making their own projects like i i heard um oh what's his name the guy that played george costanza on uh on um seinfeld jason jason oh you know who i mean george yeah. uh jason alexander said, jason alexander yes jason alexander. he said you have to create your own opportunities at nowadays like you can't 
you can't wait for someone to hand it to you. Like you need to create your own, your own projects. Every, every actor has a production company, right? I mean, um, yeah, I don't think Reese, it used to be Reese Witherspoon, well. right? Look at everything yes. he's done. You know, Little Fires Everywhere, and you know, the she's an executive producer for the Morning Show, and I'm Tina Applegate did, was put up uh, was the executive producer for uh, Dead to Me last I mean, season, yeah, because of Will Ferrell, right? But yeah, it's um, it's it's gonna be weird if things can't get made. You cannot get up there. Are you talking to a cat? A cat, like all of a sudden, because like we just found out he's diabetic. Oh. Yeah, so he's got to get his shots. He's feeling much better, and he's kind of like back to his normal self. But he's also eating like a beast. (laughs) He's supposed to be on two days, like two feedings a day. Not happening yet. Because he's still on a little bit of steroid. We're trying to wean him off the steroid. So he's always hungry, but... Like he hasn't jumped up on the kitchen counters and I don't even know how long. And now he's up there trying to figure out how to get on top of the cabinets. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, you're an old man now, you know, you're an old diabetic man. But cats live pretty long, right? They, cats Especially, could live. Yeah, I mean, diabetes is like, I'm, there was the least of our concerns. We really thought there was something more. Yeah, you know, yeah. Couldn't figure out what was going on with them, but yeah, that's it. So um He's supposed to have a, a 7 a.m. and a 7 p.m. feeding with his shots. And uh, no, no. He's got to have two tablespoons for a snack, two tablespoons before I go to bed. He's like, he meows in your face all the <laughs> food. He smacks at your leg, you know, like, hey, hey. Here I am. <laughs> Dude, you just ate an hour ago, you know, it's like, oh. <laughs> But um, yeah, that's our that's our new dilemma. <laughs> it's crazy. It's so stupid. But it makes me so worried about leaving the house, you know, because I can't I can't figure him out. Like if 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 he stays on two a days, I guess it'd be great. But he's not. So I keep thinking, oh my god, if I go out, is he just wander around the house meowing that he's you know? <laughs> <laughs> wander around like a crazy cat meowing for food like oh my god but um that's my my thing is like anything you do now you have to be home at a certain time to feed him and give him his shots you know so but I had a friend who had a cat that lived to be like I don't she, she was a, she had a diabetic cat for 13 years oh yeah they live way longer than yeah. that and like I mean this cat she took it on the plane she was you know it traveled with her wherever she went and I'm just like God, like I—I I mean, it's—it was—it was crazy, but it gives me hope for him. <laughs> so, so what's what's happening over in in your part of the country, Nick? Anything uh, with Pride in the summer happening? You've been, you've been watching some movies that I tell you right now, I would never stink up my living room with. <laughs> oh my goodness! Like why? <laughs> watches these movies that like you know like when you're scrolling netflix and you go watch like 10 seconds or something and you're like oh like when i see these things that you're watching i'm like oh my god like Man. what they look so heavy they look heavy and dark and moody oh i gotcha yeah i was you know i was gonna mention those movies but you know i <laughs> i probably shouldn't because they are pretty heavy 
you know, not exactly. <laughs> like what? Like what movie? Maybe I I might probably watch the same dark stinky movie. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> are they are they um, foreign? Um, yeah, you know, a good portion of them are like you know the ones that I just watched um, this past weekend that I, I posted like on threads and all over the place that I yeah, saw yeah. four movies and um, one was from the UK. It's called Blue Jean. And it's about this um, PE teacher in 1980s um, Thatcher's England. And um, she lives a double life because she's a closeted lesbian. And um, there's this student, this new student who finds out about her identity. I think I saw a trailer for that. Go on. It was really good. It was really good. And it was just about her having to come to terms with either being true to herself or staying in her role as a teacher and what that means to her identity and stuff like that. Oof, yeah. Yeah. That's it's heavy, but it has a really nice ending. So that sounds Nobody like needed a heart stopper as a palate cleanser. Yes. You know, I had to watch that after these four movies. Wow. You probably saw that I watched it after and then I finished it the next day because I'm like, yeah, I need a break from that. I need something uplifting and just light <laughs> and happy. And yeah, <laughs> I, I need to watch. I watched a little of that. I'm, I need to continue to watch those. But that the movie that you were just describing, Nick, reminds me of I'm sure you, you've seen it, Denise Scandal with Kate Blanchett and Judy Dench. Yeah, that was crazy sick. Right? Yeah, that, that was, was tense. That was a great movie. But how different did Judy Dench look in that movie? They really made her look frumpy and dowdy. And oh, she can, I mean, she can look at like, and even in like Philomena, like everything I see her in, she looks different. The only time I ever see her looking like herself is in the Bond movies. You know? <laughs> right? Yes, that's true. I didn't even really know what she, I had to look it up to see what does she look like normally because, you know, I don't think she looks like this. <laughs> and then I, I looked up. We, we saw her in a play at the No Collard Theater in the West End with Ben Wishaw, who also is in the, in the um, Bond movies too. And it was about... Oh, sorry, this thing keeps turning on. <laughs> it was uh, about the writer, I think, of of Winnie the Pooh <laughs> and the relationship oh. that he had with her. <laughs> I think that's what it was. And at first I thought, oh, God, this is going to suck. It's going to be so boring. But seeing Judy Dench on stage in person live. Oh, man. Sucked you that right so in. Cool. Sucked you right in. And she was so she was sick as a dog that night. And she still was phenomenal you know it was just it was really something to see and I'm really mad that um Sophia Bush I went to go see Ghost Story 222 with Cheryl Cole um I forget where that what, what theater that was but that was again in the West End and it was a big big production um and it was really interesting because it was super suspenseful and there were just like moments where things were like really loud and made you jump and, you know, like, what the, you know, like, oh my God. And it was, you know, creepy because it was like, you're, you're waiting for a ghost, basically, you know. Mm -hmm. um, 
but it was it was actually really good. It was better than I expected. Then I found out that Cheryl Cole was finishing up, and Sophia Bush was coming over to do um, a West End debut and take over one of the one of the roles in it. And and they were you know changing up the cast and everything, and it was moving to the theater next door. And I was like, when am I ever going to get the chance to see Sophia Bush live? Because I just freaking love her since One Tree Hill, you know, Chicago PD, everything, <laughs> everything. Such a, I've been such a fan forever. And I get all set to buy tickets and I find out that she has to pull out because she's, she had a virus that she couldn't kick. Oh man. She was, you know, she had been off for like two weeks and, and then it was getting worse and she wasn't able to kick it. So they recommended she drop out, go back home, see your own physician, all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, I was my finger was right on the buy tickets. <laughs> it actually, it was Katie because Katie's friend was the stage manager of the oh. show, and that so when we went when we went we got to actually meet Cheryl Cole, which was amazing. Um, but I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna get to meet Sophia Bush too! Like I'm so super excited. Um, yeah, and then it just that was the end of that. <laughs> that was my summer. That was my one summer plan. That <laughs> I was watching something this morning about Rock Hudson. Have you seen the documentary about Rock Hudson's life? Uh, I think it's kind of new. Just finished Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward. <laughs> yeah, the this movie stars. I just finished that. Oh, <laughs> I saw that. I didn't see it, but I saw that advertised. But it was just, um, it was so different in in Hollywood like back then like everything they did to convince the people that he wasn't gay and and you know he still went and he lived his life like he went and did what he wanted to do and they said it was like a miracle that they didn't he didn't get found out like like until way later you know like almost towards the end of his life what about um, Mr. Brady like that always came as a shocker for me that Mike Brady was gay in real life. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was a shocker. But Rock Hudson, it was like, he went and did, he would leave the movie set to go away with his boyfriend. And, and they had some of those men that he was seeing um, in this documentary talking about those days. And they said it was just, it was a miracle nothing short of a miracle that they did not find him out because he just didn't care. He just lived his life the way he wanted to. And um, they, and they were, you know, they're, they were much younger than he was. So they're, they're old now, but I mean, you know, they're still yeah. around because they were much younger at the time. So yeah, That's, he's far before your time, Nick, I'm sure, <laughs> you know, who I'm talking about, right? <laughs> no, I know, I know a lot about, Rock Hudson. I'm trying to think if I've seen that. That's on Max now, right? Yes. Yes. No. It's a good watch. Yeah, I'll have to check it out because I'm a huge fan of Rock Hudson. You know, I loved his movies with Doris Day yeah. and um, his movies with Jane Wyman. Um, one of my friends was just watching All That Heaven Allows earlier today. And I'm like, it's one of my favorite films of all time. You know, I I love Rock Hudson in it, so. Yeah, yeah. That's the name of the documentary, the subtitle. Oh, really? Um, yeah, that's the subtitle. Something, something to that, All That Heaven Allows, I think is what it's like, you know, Rock Hudson and then, you know, the story. Yeah, 
You should catch it, especially if you're a fan, because you find out a lot of things about him that, I mean, I, I never knew. So, yeah. Well, so what have you been watching then, aside from lesbian gym teachers in England? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I am obsessed with Barbie. I like the message. Um, I think that there's a little pushback from the character of, of, uh, Ugly Barbie or Weird Barbie, the one they call yeah. Weird Barbie. There's a, there's a, <laughs> people are saying, oh, like they shouldn't have called her. They never told her she was beautiful, even at the end. I think there are some people that are complaining about that. Um, oh, man, she but, got a doll. There's a doll out already. What did, what did you think about it, Nick? Oh, I loved it. I thought it was very funny. I thought you know, that um, it had a very basic message behind it, but I think that it's the type of message that um, goes over well with that type of film, a big blockbuster film for yes. all people, you know? And I think, you know, you need that kind of common message to be able to get through to so many audiences. And, yeah. you know, it says so much about women's roles and how men depend on women and you know it's just it's a great time because there's so much fun zany stuff that happens beyond the messages that they right. they put out there so and that yeah. topped uh, over a billion yeah wow that's really exciting that's impressive we yeah. i mean it opened over there a month before it opened over here. So oh. over here, it's it's only been out like maybe two weeks, right? I think two, three weeks. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. So I, I didn't want to go like the first week because I knew it would be jammed and it would be crazy and everything. And it's just, it's going to the movies here is a, is a very different experience. You know, you buy your, you buy your tickets online, you uh -huh. your ATM card at a, at a machine, you know, it's very, it's very, weird they have you know, the big seats you know you can pay extra for the barca loungers you know shit like that um so uh i just figured like we'll we'll go when it dies down a little bit yeah so other than barbie um <laughs> other things like how would you s sum up like your your pride summer like have you spent it just like immersed in gay movies or have you gone out? Have you gone to concerts? Are you a Swifty? Are you gonna like what's it? <laughs> I can't imagine being at a Taylor Swift concert. First of all, they're impossible to get into. Right, so expensive. Right. But did you hear that um there was at a Taylor Swift concert that they created um basically what amounted to a small earthquake from how much they, how hard they were dancing? Yes. No. <laughs> and what's the thing with the with the beaded bracelets? Like you you give them to other concert goers? Oh, like, I haven't heard about that. Oh my God. I my Instagram was filled with like every Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Um oh my God. Anybody with kids was they were taking their kids, but they were making like this many bracelets with the beads yeah. that say different things or whatever, and you trade them with other concert goers because they've done it too. So I'm like, oh, really? what is this? What is even happening? But I can't, I can't knock it all because I think that she's really come into her own, you know, as yeah. far as 
you know, redoing her music catalog, you know, um, giving her truck drivers, you know, a hundred grand bonuses for the tour, the tour drivers and, you know, oh, that's nice. bus that's drivers nice. and all that, the roadies. And I, I just think that she's starting to get it. And as I think I tweeted this, I did say that I really feel like people that are that philanthropic and have their finger on the pulse of, you know, the, what's going on, you know, the, the atmosphere and the culture and everything um, are, you know, that like that to me is so amazing that I really feel like her and Dolly Parton could literally run the world. Yeah. <laughs> right? they could so many good things. So many good things. So many good. No, things. I, you're right. the mouth is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That is nice when they do that. You're right. They acknowledge the people around them and, uh, it's great to be able to do that. I always wished if I had ever gotten into that position, I would I would be that person to do that. I think yeah, it's so it's important. Just, it's amazing. And I don't, I don't feel like she does it for the headlines, you know, because I see a lot of um, like spontaneous pictures of her with, yeah. the kids, with the kids at the concerts and stuff, you know, and it's just, you know, amazing the way she treats them like little adults and she doesn't like, pinch their cheeks or you know boop them on the nose or anything dumb like that <laughs> really does just kind of oh, oh what's that oh so sweet look at that little nose oh, <laughs> oh. no put me down <laughs> what do you think about what um what uh Miranda Lambert did at her concert. We talked about this a little bit, right, Denise, with the girls doing the selfies. It yeah, I thought it was shitty. I thought it was shitty. I thought they it was shitty. A lot of money to see her. They could do whatever the fuck they want. You know. I agree. I agree. Throw things at at them, right? If I was Cardi B, I wouldn't have even let go of anything. Would have hammered that chick over the head yeah. before I. I know. Man, what is going on with this new thing with throwing stuff? I do not know. Adele. Though? Adele? I fucking dare you. I'll kill you. Oh, right? <laughs> I love Adele. I do too. I love you that know, she said that. She is so uh, quintessentially surmises everything about uh, a British woman, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, but that was perfect. I just, I don't, I don't even understand. What is the, who was it? Was it BB Rexa that got hit in the face and had to get stitches with, with a, she got yeah. hit with a cell phone? Harry Styles got hit in the face too at a concert. Yeah, with a bag of Skittles. I mean, <laughs> it's a little different than a cell phone. <laughs> right, <Yeah>. right. <laughs> but no, I think the thing of it is, is I don't understand why you would do that. You're there to see that entertainer. Exactly. Prompt right? you to do that. Get down. Here we go again. Okay. <laughs> I just know, I just think though with Miranda Lambert, that whole thing became a thing now. Now they have t-shirts where people say the t-shirt said something about um, something about selfies on the t-shirts with like in, in favor of what she did. But I thought what she did was really wrong. I agree with you, Denise. I think she should have shamed them and called them out about that because they were, I think they wanted her in the background of their selfie. Right. So, you know. And yeah, you know, the thing that really that gets me right now is that, you know, we're on we teeter on such cancel culture, 
you know, that it can go either way, but it ends up, what happens is it divides people even more because yes, it was about it their, opinion, their opinion of everything. Jason Aldean, that whole thing. Oh yeah. And, I mean, come on that how hypocritical. Cause he's got a song from uh, what two albums ago that was about leaving a small town, you know, by the way, Thelma Louise. No, I'm sorry. Oh, Tina Davis, that. Rockford Peaches. Oh, is that, that's the uh, League of Their Own? Yeah, 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 yeah. I had Thelma and Louise last week. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So, okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Tell us what gay things you have watched or we <laughs> what we should be watching. Yeah. yeah, what are we missing? So there's some movies coming out that I think are going to be really exciting for queer audiences. Um, so I don't know if you've heard of the film Passages by Iris Sachs. I can assure so. you we're never going to hear about any of the films that you're going to tell us to watch. So <laughs> you have to tell Maybe us. the next one. Maybe the next one. But this one, so Passages, it has Ben Wishaw, who you just mentioned earlier. He's in it. And um, it made news over here because it was rated NC-17 um, by a rating system because of the sex scenes in it. And of course, everyone's like, it's, you know, just because they're gay sex scenes that they're being um, given this very, like, high rating. Um, but it's supposed to be really good, a really good queer story. And it's about this man who's in a relationship with another man who starts to question his identity once he has um, a one night stand at this affair with this woman. And so it redefines his relationship with his partner. And um, it's supposed to give really great performances, really great writing. And um, Ben Wishaw, I just love him. So Yeah, I do too. He's so cute. And he was in, um, I don't know if, if you would have even had access to a very a very British scandal. Oh, I've seen that, yeah. With, with Hugh Grant? With Hugh Grant, yeah. And there were some pretty, pretty raunchy scenes in that. I mean, just, I mean, the language, you know, if anything. But yeah, he um, he's brave. He's brave, Ben, I have to say. <laughs> I know, I love it. I love that he took a role in this film because you can tell it's very daring and it's already received so much pushback. So, you know, it's going to be good. Yeah, yeah, that's a good, that's a true sign right there. Yeah, but, yeah. The other film, I don't know if you've heard of this, but it's called Bottoms. I feel like I might have. Go ahead, explain it a little bit. <laughs> so it's about these two queer best friends in high school, and they create a female fight club at their high school to hook up with chicks. <laughs> no, nope. Nope, I did not. It's supposed to be so funny. Um and it's going to be like the comedy of the end of summer so it's definitely something when it comes out you'll definitely have to check it out it's supposed to be like <laughs> common raunchy kind of like high school teen american pie type movie oh you know what we need a we need a new porkies <laughs> yes exactly and i love that it features you know queer women and um i love the people who are involved in it so it's definitely something i'd recommend all right, good. That's we'll put that good. in. What are you what are you thinking of um and just like that? I was gonna ask him. You yeah, and just like that. So y'all are watching it. 
Yeah. Yes. Current. I'm current. I, <laughs> you know, I am enjoying it. Um, except I don't know what they're doing with Shay, honestly, because yeah. now Shay is running a, like a dog kennel That's place. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, what's happening here? I, I hope that she gets a better storyline. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was odd, like like JD pointed out that Miranda seemed to handle the breakup just fine. Yeah, just moved yeah. on like that. Right. And Shay was the one who was, you know, going to Carrie and going, is she ghosting me? Am I, why, why is she not texting me? Why is she and it was like, wow, what a reversal from, you know, Mr. Confident, you know what I mean? Right. To like, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, you know, I just think in general, um, they're going through like they have so many storylines that they're just like touching e upon each one, and none of them are really thorough, you know. Like, I don't know, like, I think like the whole thing with the with Miranda with Shay type of thing, like, no one really breaks up that quickly and never like. Right. I mean, like normally the person's going to go back and say, don't you want to try again? What do you mean where it's never going to get better? Maybe we can just, just try. You, Jay. That's just you. <laughs> I can never end things. No, but I mean, like, like but other, other storylines too. Like they just, um, like I think about the lady that Miranda lives with. Right. The one that's going through. Oh, the her too. Right. She's just moving on with her divorce. Brady. I think Brady's um Brady's breakup the Miranda's son he was more upset about breaking up with his girlfriend than Miranda was about breaking up with Jay and but yeah. she, about that is she changed her whole life to be with her and like then she just walked away and she was I mean I I just think each storyline in my opinion they don't get deep enough into it you know like There's I so just many think characters yeah. I completely <laughs> characters. agree like even with um Charlotte's uh, daughter becoming a model. That was one episode, and then she decides she doesn't want to do it, and that was the end of that. And then she moved on to something else. It's like there's the other one having sex, and then never hearing yeah. anything about it. Yeah, you never hear about that, right? Charlotte going out in a blizzard to get her daughter condoms. That was the yeah. Funniest. So I'm finding it. I I am definitely finding it very disjointed. Yes, yeah. like this season just feels very disjointed, and I don't think that they needed the additional characters. Yeah. You know, I, think, I love Seema, but I don't think that we needed her, but I feel like she was just filler for Samantha because she's glamorous and she's cocky, yeah. confident. And, God, and I love successful. that actress too. And I love that character, but yeah, they're not doing anything with her. No. And, you know, it's, yeah. It's, so it's it feels weird, you know? And I have to say, like, I, I, did, I did feel for Aiden in that episode where they were decided to rent Shay's place, you know, as uh, an Airbnb, <laughs> and he got all twisted around with pronouns and everything. Because I, I, I am Aiden, like in that, like I am, I'm an OG LGBTQer, <laughs> and I don't like, you know, it was hard for me to put the Q on the end, you know, it it hard for me with the pronouns. Because I want so badly to use them correctly. Right. I right. get so tongue-tied and nervous that I end up like screwing it up. Like I don't get it. Like I don't, it's they're not coming fluently yet, you know. I'm with you. So, I'm with you on that. Yeah. And now they added 
IA to it. Yeah. I so know. Just, it, was, it was hard enough with just the four, you know, like now when there's like another four. Like, wow. I love I it. I do. I do. I just. I do, I do look forward to it every week. I have to say that. <laughs> yeah, but um, I do love. Um, I I talk, I texted Denise. I love the scene when Miranda goes to the apartment of the woman that she was fantasizing about that read the books. Oh, yeah. And then she's this mess with the cat litter and the, the cat, <laughs> cat litter box and the sheets and the dryer. Have either of you had experiences like that? Definitely. That's why I I did anyway. That's why I related to that so much. <laughs> yeah, I had some. I had some bad. You know, back in the days of AOL Buddy List, I literally oh. used it as a grinder. <laughs> and uh, yeah, some some <laughs> horrible experiences, like. I mean, I can't even, the one that always stands out was this woman who sent me a picture of somebody that looked like, and I remember like, this is in the eighties, right? So or yeah, yeah. right on the cut. So this was not actually, it was like 91, 92. Nope. Later than that. Holy crap. It was early 2000. And um, so I get this picture and this picture of this young blonde girl that kind of like now, if I had to say who she looked like, I would say Rita Ora, right? So I was like, I'm all over this. <laughs> and um, so she's like, I, I'm a I'm a masseuse. So I was like, another tick, right? right, right. Blonde, <laughs> a masseuse, young. I'm like, okay. Um, so she's like, you know, do you want to meet me at work? And you can follow me home. I'll change clothes and we'll go out and, and get a bite to eat. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it works. So I, I'm sitting in my car and I'm looking at the massage studio and I'm like, huh, okay. And I see this woman who's like, got a physique of a fullback. <laughs> Short, muddy brown hair. Oh no. And probably 10 years older than me. And she's <laughs> waving and I'm like, oh, I bet, I bet that's just like, I bet my date told her, you know, tell her to come in or whatever, like right, right, right. coworker. Nope, that was my date. And oh my God. It just got it just it went from bad to worse to worse. Like it just kept getting worse. You know, like we get to a place and she goes, Oh, well, I changed my clothes. Would you mind taking my dog out for a poo? No. <laughs> oh my God. That's like That's very romantic. <laughs> Massive Weimar runner dog, right? Does this ginormous shit. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not picking it up. I'm not picking it up. No way. So I didn't pick it up. And then um, and then we go out to dinner and we went to a Chinese restaurant and she proceeded to get hammered on sake. No. Oh my God. And, it did go from bad to worse. And you know when there's like that that ambient buzz of people talking, you know, throughout yeah, right? Yeah. Right when she says to me in her drunken state with one eye open and one eye closed, <laughs> I can't wait to get you home to make love to you. It was like all the sound dropped. And that's what happened <laughs> in the restaurant. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, jeez. I drive us back there because I want to go now. Like I want her right. to go home and I want to leave. Oh, and my God. decides to crack open a bottle of wine. Oh no. 
and sing James Taylor songs to me in French. Did you get a massage out of it? Did she at least offer you a massage? No, no, no. When she went to get the second bottle of wine, I'm like, I gotta go. And I just <laughs> just left. That's just like in that scene when she goes to her, we could get Grubhub before or after, and she's got the Birkenstocks full of this cat litter. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't even it was like that moment couldn't come fast enough, like for that, oh that one second to escape. You oh know? my God, that's funny. That is funny. Yeah. Uh, did you guys ever see the documentary, um, not Immediate Family, um, Nuclear Family on HBO about the two women that, uh, that they, in this heavy in the 80s, they each had children with gay men and they were a couple and then it's really good. It's a real, it's a true story. Anyway, the girl that directed the movie is their daughter. I mean, sorry. Well, the girl that that directed that and made that movie and wrote that documentary is their daughter. And she's been uh, directing the last two of the, um, and just like that. Oh yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, Rye Russo Young, I think her name is. And she, her mother's, were like really um, pioneers, like groundbreakers back in the day in the 70s. They got together, they were two women, um, and they both decided to have children with men, gay men, as the fathers. And they went out to California. They were in New York City. They figured like they wanted to be like fur further away. They didn't want the men to have any part in the bringing up of the children and the one first child. The, the man didn't, he just wanted to be the father, but he didn't want to be in the kid's life. And then the second one, who's the father of the girl that made the movie, that made the documentary, he decided all of a sudden he wanted to be in the life and wanted custody and changed the deal. And they oh, wow. never did anything legally. And he was a lawyer, a, like a pretty prominent lawyer. And that's what that documentary is about. And so it's really good. It's called Nuclear Family. It's on HBO. So she's um, made a name, kind of a name for herself now in the in the movie, you know, in the in the industry. And I noticed she directed the last couple of episodes of of then just like that. I love when I see somebody I know directing something. Yeah, yeah. I really I love, I love Nisha. I her on Instagram. Nisha, Nisha Ganatra that made Chutney Popcorn. Like, I can't believe how many things that she's directed, you know, now. And Jamie Babbitt, like I first met Jamie Babbitt during Itty Bitty Titty Committee, <laughs> that that <laughs> indie movie from, from Power Up, right? And she directed so many things from Gilmore Girls, like straight through to, you know, stuff that you, you watch today. And it's amazing to me, like, just the other day, I started watching um, Law and Order, Organized Crime. And I forgot, I love that black girl that's in it. She's like so awesome. Um, so I'm watching that and it it dawns on me that one of the creators of that is Eileen Chaikin. Oh. Like what? <laughs> like, <laughs> so yeah, it's it's really good to see like, you know, the lesbians, you yeah. know, getting work and it's, it, it's crazy. And it, it's, 
I'm, I'm, I was just blown away because I'm like, law and order, really? It's like so, it's so mainstream. But then it's like, oh, wait, yeah, the, the police captain is a lesbian who is married and they do have a child. You know, I was like, okay, maybe she's, you know, talked them into doing that. But, but it's, it, it was, it's really good. I'm, I'm digging it. It's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Other than that, like, we, there's just nothing right now on. Like, we're in a lull between stuff and you know over here it takes like a year and a half to get things so we just basically we binge on uh nate and jeremiah's home project oh that's the gayest thing that's the gayest thing <laughs> right now <laughs> and fifa world cup <laughs> fifa world cup soccer yeah that too well i highly recommend nuclear family if you guys didn't see it you really well, should we don't get it because we don't have hbo Oh, you don't get it. Oh, um, I want. I wonder if you can get it. You don't. You can't get it on like on on the online, like on the computer, like or anything like that. Like, oh, I guess no. you still have to have HBO. You're right. Yeah, and I think that HBO uses <clears throat> Sky Atlantic as a channel here for certain programs. Like, I remember uh, Game of Thrones used to be on on that, but our cable service we don't get sky atlantic so I, there was never any way to uh to watch it so nah no Such no. A yeah heartstopper was was the big gay thing and nate and jeremiah and uh w women's soccer <laughs> <laughs> there's always that <laughs> i know give me, give me some stuff i can't wait for sex education to come out on netflix because mm -hmm. that is fantastic I wonder what that final season is going to be like because there've been so many cash cast changes and you know people are going to be spread out at different schools now so I'm really curious what that final season will be like. Well Dan Levy is in it so right or Dan Levy? Yeah, that'll be exciting. Yeah. That's one good thing cuz I just love him. I love his face. I love him. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> I love his face, I love his glasses, I love his eyewear, I love everything about him. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, there just isn't anything. I need, I need something good. There is, there is something like Disney. Disney has um, short films that are, that were made for LGBT for pride month, you know, or whatever. And there's like four of them. And I do want to watch them because they, each one of them looks amazing. Looks so cute. And they're shorts, <laughs> you know, they're only like 20, 25 minutes. So yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I'm saving that for a rainy day. <laughs> it's in my bag. Well, I'll get, and just like that, we get that here like three o'clock if I'm up, three o'clock in the morning. If I'm not up, I can watch it in the morning because it drops on a Thursday, but early, early Thursday. So yeah. I usually can't wait till Thursday night. <laughs> there's just, yeah, I just feel like there's just not that much on, especially because I'm not a big movie person. Like it takes a lot for me to sit through a movie at home. Yeah. You know, if you like a series, right? Like you'll do the series. You seem to yes. get into both. Yeah. Yeah. And like, which is good because like I can hear it, you know, in any room pretty much because my house is so small. <laughs> but with a movie, I feel like you got to give it your undivided attention, you know? So, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, what else? What do we, what, what good, solid. <laughs> recommendation do you have for our end of pride season 
Well, um, so you finished Heartstopper, the second season, right? Well, I would have to recommend that to anybody that that has to be what you end the summer with. It's it is I really like it is <clears throat> like each character is so good. Isaac, come on. That was oh. a great, great, great storyline, you know, because everybody has that one friend that just sits at a party with their nose in a book. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um yeah, I love that they focused a little bit on him. I love that they went to Paris. I loved, I loved all of it. And I love the teachers. Like oh, I know. The the their two teachers and their own little story that they have. It, yeah. that's that's so great. And the rugby coach. I love the rugby coach. There's a lot of great, you know, great queer characters on the show. Yep. And they're just dropped in. Right when you need them, right when you want them, like there's no, there's not a lot of storyline involving the teachers, but they're just so perfect. Yeah, so perfect. They offer great moments. And Olivia Coleman, you can I mean, I know. Whenever she shows up, I'm just so happy. <laughs> Me too. And that's she's just like the absolute perfect mom in this. You know, honestly, honestly, I'll like I just, that. I didn't, I'll I didn't realize that it was based on a book you know when we were watching the first season there was a lot of talk about the books you know and I was just like oh my god like young adult queer novels like how awesome is that <laughs> that that writer is so involved and so involved in the show like I just that's spectacular yeah because usually like you, you know you sell your rights to the book and they kick you in the ass and they redo everything. Right, right, yeah. She's really retained like so much of the book. It's it, That's fantastic. I and know. So we're on what, episode eight of And Just Like That, going mm -hmm. backwards from it. And you've read, you've read about the last episode and the last scene, right? Right. What's yes. happening, what's coming uh, up. I feel uh, like... That's the only reason I'm hanging in. <laughs> yeah, like, I want to see what? her. I want to see her. Yep. Did you watch Glamorous? You know, I tried to get into it. Um, it wasn't for me, but I I'm so glad that she's on that show. Yeah. So the kid that's in that, have you, JD, have you heard anything about that? No, did they tell you what the? I know she's going to be on the last episode, but I didn't hear it in. No, what no, way. the other, the other show called Glamorous on Netflix. No, no. no. Okay. Is it good? Oh. Should I be watching that? Because I, I see the trailer every time I log on, and I just haven't clicked on it yet. But I feel like I should because I found on Disney Plus. Um, I love Robin Roberts. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And she has a show what called Turning Tables. Uh huh. She had so many queer women on it, like Melissa Etheridge and um, Tig Notaro, uh, Sheila E., like all these fantastic women sitting around her living room, just talking. You wow. Know? I just yeah. loved it. And there was um, that Miss Bunny. <laughs> like I said to Gemma, why is why does she look so familiar? She was like, do you remember that show Champions with Fortune Beamster? And I was like, yes. Oh my God. Oh my God. That's the little 
the little queer kid that was in that oh. is now like blossoming, transitioning, whatever. Full makeup, full hair, everything. He's sitting there chatting away. And it was just really, really good because it was the right mix of people in every episode. Like older, newer, advice, yeah. Yeah. you know, uh, trailblazers, not, you know, uh, OGs. You know what I mean? Like it was just, it was a really good mix. Um, and I didn't, I, you know, like I just stumbled on it. I didn't hear any promo about it or anything. I was like, why isn't this getting more attention? <laughs> I'm going to have to look good. for that. So good. And I did yeah. watch Gutsy with Hillary and Chelsea Clinton. I and saw that. that. It was very good. That was yeah, good. I thought they had some interesting subjects that they interviewed. Yeah. Really good. Really is good. Is that a documentary or is that a, a talk show? or? It was a, like a docu-series. Like a docu-series oh. where they oh. just talked to Gutsy women. Oh yeah, that was really that was really good. I think it I think it showed both of them in in such a more personable, likable light, you know. Because I do think that you know people will always carry anger, you know, about Chelsea Clinton. They'll you know, and they call her names when she was a kid and all that kind of stuff. You know, it was horrible. And yeah. Baron's untouchable. Baron's untouchable. It's a child, you know. <laughs> right, right. She's a Chelsea. <laughs> she was <God>. a child. <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, it was. I, I I thought that was that was super super good. Yeah. There's there was I a few, to check that out. I like the short sweet things. You know. Me too. <laughs> yeah. 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 Did you watch? You you have Apple, right? I do. Did, yeah. First of all, I'm looking forward to the morning show. <laughs> that show is so crazy it's so good uh john ham and tignataro this year come on um, <laughs> but there's another show on there called deer and deer? have you watched that no. yeah it's like celebrities reading a letter that had an impact like from a fan oh no i haven't seen that yeah. and those are those are really really good too and those are like super quick but also i loved shrinking Oh, me too. Harrison Ford and Jason Segel. Oh my God. I can't believe Harrison Ford didn't get nominated for an Emmy. Everybody had him locked as winning yeah. when the Emmys when the Emmys actually air, but he wasn't even nominated for shrinking and he was so good. And a lot of times, like I believe me, like I'm not a Republican. I don't like I don't want to know anything about it. But I was I, I'm really, really love some of Tyler Sheridan Taylor Sheridan's productions like I've watched Yellowstone faithfully just waiting on how they're going to wrap that up it's um, funny that you say that like you're not like you know because it's very republican leaning the it is shows, you it, know? it very much is and I was really nervous about watching it because first of all I don't like to see any kind of animal abuse I don't even like to see oh. like oh. I don't like to see bull riding or you know, any of that kind of stuff. And it wasn't, yeah. and it's not that it's abuse. It's just farming. You know what I mean? Like wolves get to animals, horses crash, you know, you know, it's, it's just stuff like that. So, yeah. but it yeah. still like makes me like, uh. so I didn't I know, know. If I was gonna, if I was going to be into it, but I cannot believe that the girl that plays Kevin Costner's daughter isn't nominated for an Emmy. Like I've never seen a character like that and played so well 
you know, like unbelievable. Like she's the type that's getting beat up by someone and she Mm -hmm. just keeps saying, keep keep it coming. Go ahead. Give me your best shot. You know, like her eyes out to here. (laughs) You know what I mean? And she's like, that all you got? You know, like, oh my God. But, um, you know, like, yeah, there, there were a lot of surprises in the, yeah. in the nominations this, this year, like really, really surprising. Harrison Ford was fantastic in that, but so was Jessica, Jessica Williams. Is that who played the? Yeah. Yeah. Jessica Williams. So damn funny. So yeah. good. I'm it glad felt, she got nominated. It felt ad-libbed. You know what I mean? Like it was so natural. <laughs> like the acting was so natural that it felt like, like improv or Adler, you know, like it was just, it was that good. Yeah, I was very, very much into that. That was really good. Did you, see, did you see um, the season finale just came out, but the hijack show with Idris Elba? No, it's, I think it's, I just started seeing ads for that. Yeah, you should I'll check it out. It's pretty good. I will, I will definitely watch that because I will watch anything with him. He's, I love him. He's <laughs> perfect. Brit, like he's a perfect Brit. <laughs> I do love him. Yeah, I it's love fun. British TV. What, what is that on? What channel is that on? Or station? Or what do you call it? That's on that? Apple TV too. Yeah. Apple. Um, but you're the girl that JD that you like that's in. What's the British show that you watch? Oh, um, the Split. Right, that woman. Nicola Wall. Walker? Nicola Walker, yeah. She's in a new show called Annika that looks really good. I really heard about good. that one. Yeah, I keep seeing that too. Well, I, I, will we get that here? I wonder if I could find that here. I wonder if you will get that. I don't, I'm not quite sure. But we're mm-hmm. saving all the episodes of um, the fourth series of Departure with Archie Punjabi. Mm. Yeah, I got She's that. She's in Hijack. Is she? Yeah. Love her. I know. Every I just finished rewatching The Good Wife, and she was like one of my favorite characters on that show. Yes, yes. I also have the last season of The Good Fight that I haven't watched. Oh, it's good. It's Is very it? good. Yeah, I, I love, I love Christine Baranski. Yeah. I love girl, what they were the Buffalo doing. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, there's um, there's a few things that we have loaded that's like, let's just keep these in our back pocket. <laughs> on. Then we sit on the couch every night and bitch that there's nothing on. <laughs> oh, I'm the same way. And I'm glad that we were talking because there's some things that I can actually check out now because I'm trying to figure out what to watch next. Ah. I, and I know that only murders, uh, only yeah. murders, but I'm going to try and let a couple of those build up, you know? Because that's yeah, I, watch one a week. That's tough. Yeah, I know. I just saw those two episodes yesterday, and I I couldn't get into it as easily as I could the first two seasons. Really? Yeah. Really? Oh God. Yeah. Oh. Um, but that that's should... give it, give everything like three. You know, like give it three. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm poker face. We got Poker Face over here finally with Natasha Leon. Oh, it's about time. I loved Poker Face. That was really good. Did you do you have that one, Jay? I don't know. I don't oh, know. Peacock. Oh it's God, Peacock. that was really good. Yeah. What is that? What is that about? Roughly? She, 
plays um she was like a was she a dealer or a bartender or something in a casino but <clears throat> she has this ability to tell when somebody's lying oh oh that and, sounds good and she gets so in, in trouble <clears throat> it's she's so good in it she really is she gets she's in trouble with the uh <clears throat> with the casino owner and has to go on the run and every town she goes into there's some someone lies and she has to get to the bottom of it you know so, can, <laughs> so that that was that was really enjoyable that was really good and I rarely ever go on Amazon now because Mrs. Maisel's over with and there wasn't that much that I really you know found so my mother's friend messages me every now and then with like a British show or something and goes have you seen this this was really really good but she said to me, have you seen Deadlock? And I was like, oh. <laughs> not. So I started watching Deadlock and my wife and I like binged the whole thing in a day and a half. Like it was that good. It was Australian. Wow. Um, and it was about like a, a very small town called Deadlock and the lesbian, you know, uh, police officer and um and it like the whole town there was like a lot of lesbians in it like their little friendship group there was like a stereotypical lesbian in that group right the one that's like woo woo and drumming you know, <laughs> circles and farming and vegan and all that <laughs> parking stocks yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah so there's like this murder that happens and um, in, in this quiet town that, that basically has like, you know, some shoplifters and bike theft. Uh, <laughs> so they have this murder and um, it, the whole thing is they're, they, they're bringing in somebody from the from Darwin, you know, which is the bigger the next biggest city. They're going to have a detective from Darwin come and, and of course the police, you know, officer is all offended like I can handle this I used to be a <laughs> she used to and there's this whole backstory that you know she lived in Sydney and she was a detective but it was destroying the relationship because she was obsessive about her job so they moved to this small town small place where she could just have a you know nine to fiver um but now they bring in this <laughs> which you think is going to be a guy but it's this the foulest woman you have ever imagined oh. <laughs> and this uptight it's like the heat with melissa yeah, McCarthy yeah. and sandra bullock it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. those two personalities together the by the book proper polite and right. then fresh right and it's <laughs> absolutely hilarious but it keeps <laughs> you going because it's this major it becomes this huge serial killer ends up like there's all kinds of dead bodies turning up like it's it but it's so good so good and i know they're gonna have a season two just by the way it ended so i'm like looking forward to that <laughs> really really funny i had to watch it with subtitles mind you but it was uh. australian <laughs> i still needed subtitles <laughs> but yeah that was my keeper that was my that's my recommendation I like that. I watched a little bit of it. They, it. Their humor was funny. Like some of the delivery, like some of the things they said, the yes. way they like deadpan just said it. Like it was just funny stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is, 
it was so enjoyable. Like I was so shocked at how good it was. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh yeah. So that's my recommendation. Yours is Heartstopper. Mine's Deadlock. JD? Nuclear Family, but you won't get that because it's HBO Max. But you get, but wait, but you watching just like that. So I get that through Sky Comedy. So oh. I don't know. Yeah. It's not a comedy. I don't know. Maybe it'll be on Sky Documentaries because maybe. that's. That's where I find like the Janet Jackson one, the I, Tina Turner right. one, and the what I the Paul Newman one. When you get here, when you come to visit here, you you can watch it. Come on, I, come I always do that. I always do that. Like I I'll tell Donna to like record stuff. I'll tell my mom to record stuff, and then I'm not going to sit in your house in two hours. For two <laughs> hours and watch something. No. Well, this is actually three parts, so you'd be like settled in. <laughs> all right well those are our recommendations yes. for end of pride entertainment um yeah no i guess we we just all have to hunker down for the fall and the winter it'll it'll be as gay as ever I'm it, will. it will it's so nice to see you nick i was just thinking about you the other day i came across your picture when i was editing um some things and then i have like a folder with all the rainbow remix stuff in it and i'm like oh we haven't had nick on in a while and then denise texted me that you were going to be on <laughs> yeah i know i'm so excited nick i yeah. thought of you um i can't remember it was, it was about a month and a half ago we went to um this uh my friend katie is in a, a softball league over here and <laughs> it was the end of end of season party and it was at this club in in uh, Clapham and which is kind of trendy you know cool area and it was at this gay bar called Two Brewers and it was in the back in a private room and I was kind of sitting there like this like all night because <laughs> <laughs> I don't play so I don't know anybody yeah you know? but Katie needed a wingman because there was somebody that was supposed to be coming that she was interested in and we were going to meet her and talk her up and blah, 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 all this stuff and the girl never <laughs> Girl never showed. So now, oh no, I go, right? You talk about yeah. <laughs> I go to Gemma. I'm gonna step out front and have a, a smoke, and then I'll be right back. And she's like, "Okay." So I open up the doors into the club, and there's a drag show going on, and it was fucking mobbed, mobbed <laughs> to the point oh, where wow. I was like, I thought I was gonna get crushed to death, like I was at a Travis oh, Scott concert. Oh my god! Like, I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't breathe, you know, like people's faces were like this. They were, you no. know, I, like the drinks getting spilled all over me and everything. Oh and I'm like, oh my God. So I get outside, I get some air, I have a cigarette, I calm down, I go <laughs> away. I'm like, oh my God, this is horrible. I make my way back through and I go to Gemma. Oh my God, it is so crowded out there. And she said, well, we only have this room for like another half an hour and then they're going to open the doors. So it'll, you know, thin out. Yeah. <laughs> so they do it, you know, people start filtering in and everything. And then we're getting ready to leave. Right. And I, I booked a car and we got to get out front and meet them on the side street. So we go back through and it's, there's more people, more, more people like <laughs> is pulling my hand. And like 
these gay men are so funny, right? Because it's like you're crushed up against them and they're like, <laughs> I can feel your boobies. It's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm like, I can feel your dick. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so crazy. I could not believe it. I seriously thought I was going to lose my life. But I was like, this is so normal for a gay boy club, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. To be packed like that. Like, <laughs> The no. women's bars don't get packed like that. No, we're lucky if eight ever. people on a weekend. <laughs> Jesus. So yeah, that was an experience that I am I lived through and I will not do it again. <laughs> I, bet. I bet. You gotta know what's on tap as far as entertainment goes, because if I'd have known, yeah, probably right. would no. <laughs> so, yeah. that was my bad pride experience. <laughs> No, it was it was crazy. It was it was funny the way they handle it though, right? I can feel your boobies, and then <laughs> I was like, oh my god, it's, it's just not what you want to hear from a dude. No, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty crazy. Um, all right, so anyways, that was good. It was a good catch up. I'm so uh, glad that we get a chance yeah. to talk about queer entertainment with you because it's just not something that really comes up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad day. we get to discuss it. I am. Yeah. All right, now go back to work. <laughs> I don't, yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> don't forget the documentary. <laughs> no, we've got lots of stuff to watch. Yes. You no, know, we're all, we're all, we've got a list now. Adam, we got a queue, <laughs> as they say over here. We've got a queue. Yes. Yes. Okay, my lovelies. Have a wonderful evening. Bye. Chat Thanks. again soon. It was good seeing your faces. Yes. Bye. <laughs> Why do you always run back to like never stop chasing your dreams? We drank way too much whiskey. And I confess my addiction. My addiction is you.